Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. This is Beth Wester, author. Welcome to the Witty Writer Show. And I am so thrilled today because I have got Amy Sullivan, also known as Amy, with us today. How are you, darling? I'm doing great. How are you? Although we're having a storm, <laughs> a I'm snowstorm. Uh, do you know what? I am so grateful that you're actually here with us today, Amy, because I know how terrible um, you're getting the weather right now. Um, have you got inches and inches of snow right now? There's probably six to seven inches. Wow. It's been snowing literally all day. That is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, Amy, I can already see people joining us. So oh, please good. Everybody say hello, join in, ask questions. Um, I'm going to pop up some of our viewers right now so you can see who's who's saying hello. Uh, we've got Josephine Wrightson. She says hello to both of you. Hello, Josephine. We've also got Marcy, who's joined us, who's another author too, as well as oh. Josephine. She says happy Monday, ladies. Thanks. You too, Marcy. And I've also got my mum. My mum has joined us. Oh. Amy from England. Hello, Mum. Hi, Mum. I know it was Mother's Day in England yesterday. I hope she had a day. Um, we've also got Joyce Carroll who's joined us. She says hello. Hi. We get loads of people popping up. Like I'm trying to keep up with them. Um, <laughs> Claire's just joined us as well. Claire Birkin. She says hi, ladies. Hi. And Kayla. Hi, Kayla. <laughs> Kayla is my illustrator. Oh, hi, darling. Actually, I've been watching her videos. They're very interesting. Very, yes. A very talented lady. Hello. She, she says, yeah, I'm putting off shoveling to watch you, AJ. <laughs> do you have a big enough shovel, Kayla? That's what I want to know. Um, Joyce says, do boys like your books? Oh, my gosh, yes. I only have grandsons. I don't have any granddaughters. And... They love my books. Actually, they were written originally for my own sons. So, yes. Oh, that is absolutely just wonderful. It really, really is. I think it's always so special when you can, you know, you can write and create books for boys and girls. Now, before we say hello to any anybody else, because I can see questions <laughs> popping up um, like, like it's going out of fashion, which is fun. <laughs> um, sure. I just want to tell everybody a little bit about you. Um, well, I lost you. Oh, can you still hear me? There you are. Okay. You're quite an amazing lady. I, I've been <laughs> blown away. The more I've researched you, the more I've been blown away by you. Um, so you're currently a children's book author, um, and you've got three books published, and the covers, which Kayla's done for you, um, yes. are absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. They really are. Now, we, you've published Finkel and Franny. If we can hold that one up first, Finkel and Franny. I love that title. It's so cute. And that, that book's for six to 10-year-olds, if I remember right. right. And it's great for either boys or girls. It's beautiful. Kayla does a fantastic job, doesn't she? Yes, absolutely. And it's based on a true story. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. That is absolutely fabulous. And you've also got the Bob E. Bear books, which you've got, you've got two out at the moment, which right. is um, Bob E. Bear Becomes a Big Brother and 
Bobby Bear Goes Fishing. Right, Bobby Bear Goes Fishing was the very first one I ever told my boys. Oh. And then Bobby Bear Becomes a Big Brother. Those are absolutely beautiful. Aren't they beautiful? Yeah. They're so lovely. And do you know what I like is the fact that you've used colors that are attractive um, to boys and girls because as yes. an author, that's very, very important, isn't it? Being able yes. to reach mm -hmm. the market. And, and I, I know you've got a fantastic team around you with Kayla and Kirsten from Fox Point Publishing. Yes. Um, that must make all the difference. Oh, definitely. I, I, I wanted for years to publish these and couldn't find a, an illustrator or a publisher and I hit the jackpot. You, you certainly <laughs> did, you certainly did. Um, now I've told everybody a little bit about you. I'm gonna go back to the comments cause we've got so many up here. Um, Heather has joined us. She says, hello. Hi Heather. She's a birthday gal and she's been on a bit of a winning streak when it comes to books. So happy birthday. Nice. I know she's she's on a real winning streak. Um, Hi, Kirsten. Kirsten. <laughs> Hello, darling. Now, Kirsten's in Minnesota as well, isn't she? Yes, she's in the same town and she's getting the same snow. Oh, my gosh. So you're all having to shovel snow and, and wrap up like Eskimos. My gosh. Um, Joyce Carroll says, I have three grandsons. Oh, oh, great. That is so lovely. You'll have to let us know what age groups they are, Joyce. Um, James has just joined us. Hello, James. He says, where does Amy live? And it's Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> In southeastern Minnesota. Now... You you are so well traveled, Amy. <laughs> I, I have been away because I believe you was in the Navy as a Russian analyst. Yes. That must have been an absolutely fascinating job to say the least. Oh, it was. It was. Um, and I can't tell people about it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's on a need to know basis and you Yes, you have to have a clearance. <laughs> Well, thank you for your service. That's absolutely tremendous. How long was you in the Navy for? I was in the Navy for four and a half years. And be before I went into the Navy, I could speak German. I learned Russian in the Navy. And then I was stationed in Spain, so I had learned Spanish while I was there. So I speak four languages. That is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Now, that I was going to ask you about that because I think speaking, being able to speak and write in other languages can be an absolutely massive benefit for authors because at some point all of us want our books in various mm -hmm. languages so we can sell our books in you know spain europe right um, is that something you plan to do um i think that i would probably leave it to local translators because they know the colloquial language of their area. And I learned very grammatically correct Russian. I actually, when I lived in Erie, Pennsylvania, there's a large settlement of Russian folks there. And they used to laugh at me because I speak very correctly. Oh, now, interestingly, and, and, and obviously, you know this, I, I've traveled a bit myself not nowhere near as much as you have unfortunately um and some people may not realize this but 
there are such varied accents in every single country, depending on whether it's rural or whether it's a big city. Um, well, one of the things I like to compare it with, uh, in the United States, um, there's tons of different accents, but trying to, uh, like the Spanish I learned when was Andalusian Spanish, which is in Southern Spain, and they tend to have a lisp. So when they say cinco, it's not cinco, it's cinco. And it's completely different from Latin American Spanish. Uh, it would be like taking someone from what we call the cranberry bogs in Maine, all the way north in Maine, and putting them in a room with somebody from the bayous in Louisiana and expecting them to understand each other, even though they're both technically speaking English and they wouldn't, it would be very difficult. It's amazing, isn't it? And I have to say, I saw a massive difference when I moved to America. Um, we lived on the East Coast and on the West Coast. Um, the difference is just amazing, but even just on the East Coast, that accent changes were were dramatic. Mm -hmm. um, struggle a little bit. Um, I don't know if, if if do you happen to have some paper or something on your on your device because I can hear lots of rustling. <laughs> Sorry, probably my dog whipping around her toy. That's fine. That's fine. I just didn't want it to drown you out. That's all. Um, I'm going to go back to some more comments because we've got lots and lots. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Kayla says, I have two shovels. Hello. She's laughing. <laughs> I think one you for her and one for her dog. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Kirsten has finally attached there we go. Amazon link. Thank you very, very much, darling. Um, I have put, I think your other links are attached to the video. So hopefully everybody will be able to find your books, which is fantastic. Um, Theodore has just joined us and she, he says, hi, Beth. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, Theodore. Thank you for joining us again. Um, I can see Kirsten's also put some other links on there for everybody as well, which is fantastic. Um, Joy says, are there any dogs in your book? Not the ones that we have now, but I'm in the process of finishing up one that has a dog and a gnome, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to have to wait and see, Joyce. That sounds extremely interesting. Now, obviously, I'm, I, I'm assuming that your travels have, you know, given you a wealth of experience to, to, to tap into when you're writing. And I know you have plans on writing, you know, many, many other books. Um, what inspired you to write Finkel and Planning? Was there something that was inspiration? Well, it was in the moment. Um, my husband was being transferred from Monterey, California to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. And so we were going across the 90 to get to Buffalo to visit home first. And the first night we stayed in Yellowstone National Park. And in the morning we woke up, it was the beginning of September. We woke up to snow all over everything. And I wasn't going to cook in the snow. 
So we stopped at a truck stop for breakfast. And when we came out, opened the car doors, two flies flew into the car and they stayed with us for a very long time. Oh, they came and along that, the ride. They became Finkel and Franny, yes. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? it? Do you know, sometimes I honestly believe that things happen for a reason. Um, and, and and for those flies to just randomly fly into your car like that and spark that inspiration is just it's just fantastic. It really, really is. Um, now, what did your grandchildren think of of, of your first book? You know, did, did they take to Franny, uh, Finkel and Franny straight away? Well, my first book was actually Bobby Bear Goes Fishing. And so that was a gift for my youngest grandson. He was six at the time. He's seven now. And his mom helped him read through it and helped him with the words. And when he was done with it, his first words were, Mommy, when can we go fishing? <laughs> oh, that so is it worked. <laughs> that is absolutely like I'm all for encouraging children to get out in the fresh air and, and, and do activities. I am all yes. about that completely. Um, and, and I'm sure you might have been the same, but when mine were little, I, even if it was, you know, bit gray and miserable I would still wrap them up and go out and get some fresh air um because oh, yes. it, it does do them good doesn't it I yes. do you know what? I, I bet your grandbabies are so impressed that you actually write such amazing books impressed I don't know maybe <laughs> I never <laughs> asked them <laughs> I bet they are I bet they are the thing is with boys especially they don't you know they're not that open with, with how they're feeling, are they? And, and they're not as vocal mm. as girls. My girls are far too vocal, I've got to tell you, but there we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but that's just absolutely amazing. Um, the reviews that I've read about your books are just spectacular, Amy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and that must give you so much encouragement to keep going and yes. keep producing more uh -huh. amazing books it, it's it's just wonderful um claire's asking a comment here she says what was your favorite story from your childhood well it depends on how far back we're going um <laughs> uh i liked the little house on the prairie books i liked um louise Alcott books all of her books um my, I'm actually related to her, and my so my parents made sure that we had all of her books. Wow. We read them. Mm -hmm. That's just amazing. And actually, I'm named after Amy in, um, in the books. That is so cool. It, well, your talent obviously runs in the family. Um, were, your, were your children surprised that you were doing such a career change around? Um. I told them a long time ago I was going to publish the books and I don't think they believe me because it took so long, but um, I think they're very both, they're both very pleased now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet they are. And, and it, and it, I mean, what an inspiration, I mean, for your, for your children and your grandchildren to see yes. you becoming a publisher, you know, at a more mature age, because that just goes to show and prove that you can still chase your dreams no matter how old you are. Um, you yes. know, 
I myself only started writing and publishing a few years ago. So there's nothing to stop us nowadays to forward and take our dreams of, of publishing and, and writing. Now, what, what, what do you think has been the hardest, most difficult thing for you as a new author? Finding the time, because I do work full time, so finding the time to do my writing. Um, sometimes I'm very tired when I get home, so uh, just getting the books done on time and um, then working with the editors. Most of the time, it's gone just fine. Um, you know, every author has certain phrases and certain little things that they like about their books. And when the editor wants to remove them, they're like, mm. but in the long run, the editor knows better than I do what is going to sound right and, and be appropriate for the story. I think that's definitely one of the, the, the main things all authors battle with. Um, yes. It is being ruthless with our own work and having to remove things, especially when we think it's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I'm so proud of that bit. And then right. someone else says, uh, no, that's not going to work. Um, right. But um, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's one big learning curve, isn't it? Especially working yes. with editors, because I've learned you know, myself, I've learned so much from working with editors. Yes. And I think if you're willing to take on board what they tell you, you definitely improve with each. New Agreed. Book. At yeah. least I hope my editor would agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, honestly, I mean, everybody speaks so highly of you, Amy. I don't think you've got anything <laughs> to worry about. Um, Joyce says, spring break here with my grandsons and grand puppy. Sorry, they want to go for a walk now. That is always the way, Joyce, isn't it? It's, it's, it's boys in their perfect timing. <laughs> and dogs. You can't tell dogs. Wait. <laughs> exactly. So what inspired your Bob E. Bear books? Because they're, they're absolutely wonderful. You know, I'm not totally sure. I know that when my children were very young that they wanted bedtime stories and um, – I decided to make some up and Bob E period bear becoming Bobby bears. And then all of the cubs in the series will, their names will be um, set up the same way. Um, his best friend is Lincoln link N period bear. So Lincoln bear Lincoln. Um, they all will have that. And that I came up with pretty quick. Um, but other than that, I wanted to talk about relationships. Bobby Bear goes fishing. He, his father, and his grandfather all go fishing. And one of my main points in this book was intergenerational relationships. So each book has kind of a theme um, that to me is important in family relationships. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I completely agree with you. Now, I have to ask you, Amy, when you're reading to your grandbabies, um, do you do the voices? Yes, of course. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and now they do the voices. 
Oh, they're so lovely. <laughs> I, I think that's one of the things my children loved the most when I used to read to them when they were young, because I used to do all the different voices. Um, unfortunately, I've got such a bad memory, I could never remember how these voices sounded. So they'd, they'd be new every time. But, mm -hmm. they, but they still enjoyed it. They still enjoyed it. Sure. Um, <laughs> Kirsten says, Bob E. Bear is a 10 yes. series. That it is exciting. So how many of the series do you think you will publish this year? Well, I'm working on the fourth one right now. The third one will be will be released on May 20th. And then the fourth one... I'm not totally sure. I think we're talking October-ish. Fantastic. Well, that's great timing because people will be able to start buying the four, right. you know, the four in time for Christmas. So that's right. absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. How exciting. Now, I don't know about you, but when I tend to market, promote, plan new books and everything else, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking of, you know, the upcoming um events such as uh, Christmas and so on and so on. Um you you know maybe a Christmas book Bobby Bear Oh of Bobby Bear. Bobby Bear has kind of been something set in stone since I that my kids were young. The gnome book will be a Christmas book. Oh fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love Christmas. Christmas is all about the kids, isn't it? I just I just absolutely love it. I really, really do. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, Claire says, do you find much time to read when you're not working or writing? And if so, what do you enjoy reading in your free time? <laughs> I tend to read um, educational books more than books for pleasure necessarily. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I'm reading because I'm always doing research. It's never ending. So I'm reading a few books right now. Um, I'm also reading some a book about social justice. I'm reading another book in preparation for a novel that would be, I'm not sure how soon that would happen, but an actual novel, a longer book for adults. Uh, so um, that'll take some research. Wow. And what sort of genre is your adult book likely to be? Well, I have mystery and I have, um, I guess, drama. I, it's not mystery. It's more drama. <laughs> oh, interesting. Everybody needs to like Amy's pages um, to keep posted of all these new books. I am so sorry, Amy. Bear with me. Decline. I am <laughs> that. My daughter has obviously forgotten that I'm doing this today. So let me quickly tell her to um, not bother. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think I should turn down my volume. Oh, on my phone. Well, that actually came through. That's the downside of having everything connected um, because it actually ran through on my iPad. Um, oh. oh, sorry. Um, bear with me. I'm just doing a live interview, darling. I will call you back. <laughs> Sorry about that. You forgot, as my children do. Um, that's really interesting. And I love the fact that you're 
not just doing children's books, but that you're branching out into other age groups as well. And mm. I think that, Amy, because I love seeing families read, as I'm sure you do too. Um, with my own books, I publish adults and young adults editions to try and get parents and children to read together. Um, yes. And I think that's lovely because obviously adults are going to be able to read your adult books while their children are reading your children's books. Um, I, it, it's absolutely wonderful. You're going to be a household name at this way. I think you really, really are. That's <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Um, let's have a look. Oh, Joyce says, oh, yes, do the voices and facial expressions and too. So we're not alone, Amy. We're not alone. We all do. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. Uh, Kirsten has very kindly added your Facebook page as well for everybody. So that's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Thank you, darling. She's so efficient. I absolutely love it a bit. She's absolutely brilliant. Like I said, I hit the jackpot. <laughs> there we go. Look, the link is on there so everybody can, can have a look. Um, now, you've, you've taken such a big career turn. What is your long-term plan, Amy? Are you are you hoping to sort of retire from your full-time job and just concentrate on your writing? Yes, at some point. Um, I I worked actually worked in lighting for 28 years before I moved here to be closer to my grandchildren and uh, my child, my son too, but really the grandchildren. <laughs> um, and so the job that I have now is uh, I've really grown to love it, um, working in the high school with the students. And I really enjoy that. And I actually get ideas for books by or or even fragments of um, words and sentences and conversations um, never copying word for word, but um, it's interesting. I, I don't, after working in lighting for 28 years, any building I go into, I notice the lighting. I can't help it. Yeah. And as a writer, I notice words. I'm sure you do too. So if there's a turn of phrase that I think is really catchy or very um, intriguing, I'll write it down and use it somewhere. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think mm -hmm. most of us authors and and many readers are people watchers. You know, I, I if I'm sat in an airport with a coffee and people are passing by, I'm in my element just people watching um, because yes. it, you, you know you can tell so much by body language and and their facial expressions and everything right. else. Um, and you're absolutely right. I think as writers and creators, whether you know, even if you're an artist or you know, screenwriter or whatever, you need to grasp those specifics of inspiration everywhere we can, don't we? Um, or even gestures uh, or body, like you said, body language. If someone's leaning into somebody in a certain way, and uh, you wonder you know, what the relationship is and what has transpired just before and what's about to transpire. There's always a story in my head. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I tell you, inspiration strikes from in all directions, I think. I really, really do. Um, mm -hmm. That's just absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who just <laughs> on things like that. Um, oh. <laughs> but being organized um, must be a necessity for you, obviously working full-time and being an author as well. Um, yes. That's a very good tip. And I, I do this, the same thing. I write everything down. Um, it's either written in a notepad or you know, filed away on my computer. Um, because otherwise, I think we just get lost in our own creation space, don't we? Right. Yes, absolutely. And so I have things that I have written down for years, some of which are still in filing cabinets. Um, and then others, I open a new folder uh, for different um, different ideas for books. And if I think something would go with this particular folder, then I put it in there. I try to keep it organized. I'm not 100% organized. Kirsten can tell you that. <laughs> she's keeping quiet right now. She's just she's just adding your links quietly to the side. I can see her. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> I know. I call my desk an organized, uh, um, an organized chaos because yes. I know where everything is. That's all that matters, Amy. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Now, just so everybody who's watching, just so everybody knows, um, Amy has very kindly offered to give away one of her beautiful children's books today, um, and it's going to be. They are absolutely stunning. Um, so anybody who shares any you anywhere on social media, tagging myself or Amy, um, you can enter into a draw to win one of the beautiful children's books. So make sure you share because the more shares that you do of those interview, um, the more chance you've got a win. And we do like winners, Amy, don't we? Um, yes. <laughs> I was very pleased today because one of our viewers who's watching right now, Heather, um, the birthday girl, um, she actually won recently um, and she actually received it from her birthday from, from um, also Mr. Walker. So that was lovely. And timing. It was, it was. And last week's winner um, from our, my interview with Jim Oddy is actually Nancy Timmerman. So congratulations, Nancy. You have won a copy of Jim's, um, one of Jim's eBooks. Um, so well done to you. And what I'll do is I'll tag you later with Jim um, and we can get that on the go. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, now, I have to ask, Amy, <laughs> Do you find that um, with the weather and the extreme weather you're looking right now, <laughs> well, uh, the pandemic helped some because I wasn't getting out a lot. I was ill for a while, not with the COVID, but I was ill for a while. So I was not really in a frame of mind to write during that time. But that's gone. I'm doing much better now. And I've finished one book. And yeah, it's just going much better now. <laughs> that's 
just wonderful. Well, I, I'm very, very glad that you are feeling better now. Um, yeah. It's been a tough time, hasn't it? I think for all of our readers, um, especially children, especially children. Yes. Um, because, you know, I, I mean, I've, I'm a mother of four children myself and it is so tough for children to be cooped up in, the in their homes, not able to play out with their friends as they normally would or be going to school as they normally would, going to clubs and groups. That is really tough. And I think that's how important um, and yes. I, I think you're doing such a great service for children by publishing these beautiful books because it gives children a little escape, doesn't it? Just like it does. if they're reading a book and they're locked in the papers, they're in a whole new little world. Right. Uh, yeah. My grandchildren, uh, one of them read um, the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i think he was in third grade and he read it during a summer um and he didn't care about watching tv he wanted to read the book yeah yeah that's absolutely fantastic so i i had the problem i had with my children when they were still at school i've only got one still in school at the moment but my oldest son um he was just too smart for his own good and he was so bored at school because he would just yes. So he would rather sit in class and read a book than doing his schoolwork, which did yes. not go down too well, Amy. No, <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> now, now he's all inspired and doing something he loves. He's getting degrees in engineering and all sorts. So oh, good for him. Yeah, late bloomer, to say the least, in the educational side. It but doesn't then, matter. It, exactly. At least he's doing something now, thank goodness. Right. <laughs> Um, Kirsten says, I write things down and then I lose the written note. You sound like me, Kirsten. Organized <laughs> chaos. That's what it is. Organized chaos. Sticky notes are yes. very useful because I put them up like so they're, you know. I have an app on my phone that's basically sticky notes. So I'll open it, write it in, save it, and go back through that list of notes once a week ish. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. I In fact, years ago, I downloaded um, a notes, notes app. Um, and I've also got a, like a, a, a clipboard, which is an app. And unfortunately, you can't get it anymore. But luckily, I downloaded it at the right time. But it literally, I can copy and paste anything and it slots it straight on my on my clipboard. Yes. Phone, and then I can just copy and paste as I need it. And it is a godsend especially you know doing so much so that that's uh yeah it's right. a, a gift <laughs> um Kirsten says kindle for mailing addresses outside yes that would be best yes i agree so if you are in the u.s you could possibly win a paperback if not um it will be an ebook um mm -hmm especially with today's mail, because it's just chaos. Um, <laughs> Claire says, anything that encourages children to read more is amazing. Those gorgeous-looking books, I agree. They are absolutely beautiful. They really are. They are. Mm -hmm. Now, what uh, – so, Bobby Bear, I mean, how did you did, – did you sort of have to tell <coughs> how you pictured him in your mind? Or, or was he able just to bring him to life for you? Well, I think that uh, the first time I told the Bobby Bear Goes Fishing to my boys, it was just, uh, he was just a brown bear fishing in a lake with his grandpa. 
Um, it developed a little bit more from that point. And as the years went by and we had different experiences together, um, the, the series expanded uh, based on, now I started these books after both of my children were born. I didn't have any after that, but I still wrote about Bobby Bear becoming a big brother because my oldest son was a little bit um, concerned about becoming a big brother when I was um, expecting my youngest. And so I remembered that when we when I started with the Bobby Bear books and I thought, oh, that should be the second one. <laughs> and then um, the next one, um, Bobby Bear graduates from kindergarten. Oh, and so now they're going from the where they play most of the time in school to where it becomes pretty serious. Um, they're having to learn a lot more and sit at desks and they don't get to play as much. So um, I, uh, that one was when my oldest son went to kindergarten. So as my children grew up, the subjects changed um, because we lived either on or near military bases, there were folks from every um, nationality and every um, gender, every race, every, um, and getting to know children from other places was also part of it. So Lincoln is um, a different breed of bear. So you'll, we will be encountering many different breeds of bear in the book. That's just absolutely fantastic. I, I love the, the way that you're actually using you, your experience of, of having children and, you you know, the, the developments and changes in your life to create more amazing books that help children understand these events in their own life. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love the fact that, you know, that you created a book about becoming a big brother. Um, I had... I had my children very, very close together. And when I brought my, my youngest son home, my daughter was like, uh, no, she's mine, and we kind of pushed him off my lap. <laughs> she said, no. You <laughs> can't have it. Um, yeah. So think something, uh, you know, that's, that's visual and can explain what it's like to be a big brother and have that change in the family dynamic um children is an absolute blessing. It really, really is. Um, and I honestly think, Amy, that word of mouth is going to keep spreading about this. It's so beautiful and enlightening and, and engaging for children. Um, I, I think it's absolutely just spectacular. I really, really do. It's, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, about your adult book as well. Oh my gosh! Um, how do you feel about that right now? I mean, are you are you quite nervous, or uh, you know, or, or you have a lot of trepidation about going from children's books and adult novels? How are you feeling about it? Well, I wrote them. I started them in different periods of my life. So 
three of the adult novels are mostly written already. So it, it'll be easier to finish them than to start from scratch. Maybe not. I could be wrong. <laughs> but um, the children's books are keeping me super busy right now. So uh, don't know when those would would happen. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't it? I'll tell you, life certainly gets in the way. It really, really does. And, 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 and I can't wait for this whole pandemic to be over and done with because like <laughs> you... Um, I want to be out meeting and greeting my readers, and I'm sure absolutely, especially as your readers are, are, are little, because kids are so cute at that age, aren't they? Um, they and are. they, they grow up far, far too quickly. They really do. It it feels like yesterday that mine were little, um, and I'm sure you must feel something too. I mean, quite having grandchildren now. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. It really, really it's is. Great. Amazing. Um, I, I also think that it's wonderful that your great that your grandchildren are going to be able to grow up, have children of their own, and share your books yes. with their children. Um, I mean, what an absolute legacy that is for you. It, yes, it, absolutely. Um, now, if anybody's got some more questions, now is the time to be popping them up. Um, we would love to, to, to hear what you think. Um, I must admit, um, I, I've been a bit daunted myself, Amy, because although I've written for adults and teenagers, you know, young adults, um, I, I'm finding it a bit more daunting actually writing for younger children. Really? Um, I am, I am, because... You know, they don't use as many complicated words. Um, and it's not a case of putting it down for children. It's putting it into the right words that simplifies something so they grasp it. Um, and I'm not sure I'm doing a very good job right now. <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the things that I learned when I was in the service was what they called an economy of words, to say as much as you can is in as few words as possible. I agree. And so using a lot of adjectives and adverbs and um, uh, minimal use here and there of that. And I, the gnome books will be uh, picture books. And so that's even fewer words. So um, I tend to get wordy if I'm not careful and that's what editors are for. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so trying to, in my head, I have the, the story and then I have to uh, let the pictures say most of the story in the picture books. Um, so letting the illustrator know what the story is along with the words, then together they make the story. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually harder than longer books oh do you know what I, I i can i can honestly imagine that actually because you're you know what what we picture in our heads um can be completely different to what is actually there in front of us um right. and you're like trying to express that to somebody who's doing the artistic side um can be quite tough um and i must admit i wish that i was more talented like kayla so i could actually you know, do a lot myself. Well, the first time she 
Sorry. The first time she illustrated Bobby, I thought she read my mind. That is amazing. She is super talented. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. Very much so. I, and the nice thing is, and, and this is something that many authors don't think about, but, but with my sales background, I do. Whenever I'm writing or creating a new book cover or whatever, I always think to myself, how would that logo or image look on a T-shirt or a hat or a lunchbox or whatever, you know? Um, and I think, Kayla's done such an amazing job with your illustrations for your books. Um, any of those images would look amazing on, you know, hoods, pajamas, or night, night dress, or t-shirts. Even um, just the covers, the art from the covers would make exactly, great t-shirts. Exactly. And I think, I mean, as I said, I mean, you're lucky because you've got such a great team around you with Fox Publishing. Um, many authors are having to do all this themselves. Um, but that is something that's very important, isn't it, to think about is if you want to be successful and you want to go big or try and go big, that's the type of thing you need to consider when you're coming up with your covers. You know, I get merchandising out of this as well. Because especially with children's books, because children love to have their favorite characters on merchandise. They do. You know, their favorite Thomas the Tank pajamas. Oh my God. Gosh, I used to literally have to wash my son's Thomas Tuckington pajamas while he was at school, have them washed and dried, and put on his head <laughs> because he lived in them. Yes, but that's what that's what children are like, aren't they? They they, they attach to characters, and they just want everything to have those characters on. Um, I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. I've got memories <laughs> now of my son me trying to get his pajamas off to get ready for school but i want to go in my thomas tank pajamas. <laughs> no you <laughs> son <laughs> sorry only <laughs> <a> pajama day <laughs> exactly uh kayla says becca Hampton did an amazing job designing the cover and pages she absolutely well, did she shows she the idea for the it's almost like a sunburst it here. is it's beautiful. That was her idea. Yeah. I, I think they're absolutely fantastic. They really are very, very talented people. Um, oh, there we go. Kirsten exactly. Says, book covers on a book bag. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking, yes. Um, because anything like that, you know, not only gives that reader an extra connection, but also if they're wearing, you know, a backpack with your, your book cover on, or logo, or a T-shirt, and they're going out for the day. That's a walking advertisement, and yep. you know, <laughs> it, you can't get better than that. Um, Amy, you are absolutely wonderful. You really, really Thank are. You. <laughs> I am so blown away by your beautiful books, and I'm, I'm super excited about your your upcoming books. You know, children books and the, the adult novel as well. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, this year is going by so quick, um, uh, you know, and we're, we're coming up Easter already. But everybody, I can't believe it. I know, right? It, it just, I feel like I'm still getting over Christmas and it's already coming up <laughs> spring. Um, everybody who's watching, if, if you love the look of these books as much as I do, you wait till you see what's inside them, they are beautiful. Um, and is 
instead of giving Easter eggs and chocolate and sweets this year, buy a nice book. Doesn't cause anyone to gain weight. Exactly. And they're sugar free. <laughs> Look at those. This is Bobby Bear fishing. Oh, that is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Amy, you've been an absolute pleasure to talk to. You really, and really you too. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, for those of you who are watching later on as you finish work and everything, um, you can still enter the giveaway to win uh, a paperback copy if you're in the US or an ebook copy if you're out of the US from Amy. Um, all you have to do is share, um, tagging myself or Amy, and obviously we can see it and we get put into the draw to win a free book for one of your little ones. So thank you ever so much, everybody, for watching. Thank you. Yes, thank you for coming on. You're an absolute gem. You really are. And don't forget to join us again on Thursday for another Witty Writers Show. So we will all see you again very soon. We Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, darling. <laughs>